This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 141. Today we are talking to photographer Bailey Makaimoku all about the important questions that we should be asking our family photographer before we hire them. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Documenting family events through the years is so important to me. I love going back through photo albums and remembering those moments frozen in time through photographs like the ones where... You know, like my older kids are little babies and they fall asleep in the high chair and they've got the food smashed all over their face. Pictures like with grandparents that have passed on that you really miss or other family members. They're just so precious, right? So today we're talking to photographer Bailey Makaimoko about what questions we should be asking our family photographer before we hire them. So these are more when you're spending money for family photos, not necessarily just taking one with your camera. Because these family photos are can be really expensive and often they can be really time consuming trying to get everything together and organized. So I thought this would be really helpful for us to talk to her so we can uh, get to know how to navigate this a little bit better. But the biggest message that I really want for you to get out of this is the importance of family and the necessity of documenting it. The years are whizzing by and capturing us and our families in these moments will bring joy in years to come, not only to us and our immediate family members, but for generations to come. So I think that family pictures are so, so important. And I hope that you're really going to enjoy listening to Bailey and all that she has to say. And if you don't have anything ready to book family pictures right now, that's totally fine. Just listen for future reference. And she even gives some great ideas of where we can get our photos printed, which I think is super helpful, even if we're taking pictures with our phone. So without further ado, here's Bailey. I am super pleased to have on today my new friend, Bailey Makaimoku. I'm super happy to have you on to talk to us all about photography because spring is coming on and I feel like that's always such a fun time to start thinking about family pictures. Will you tell us a little bit about you and your family before we get started? Absolutely. So I am Bailey Makayamoku. Um, I'm married to my husband Keave. He, his family is originally from Hawaii. That's where our crazy oh my last gosh, name how comes fun. from. Um, we met up at school at, in Eastern Idaho um, and got married and drove across country. We got married in California, drove across country literally a week following for him to start pharmacy school back East. We did school there for two years and then did the drive back for us to land in Utah for a little bit. Um, we had our daughter Auden there while my husband was in the middle of pharmacy rotations. Auden is now four. Um, and then at nine months, he actually applied and got a scholarship in Hawaii that took us there. We were done with school at that point, but the contract of the scholarship was for Native Hawaiians. And Hawaii really struggles actually to 
either have people go to college there or to get people to come back and work there for them that are native Hawaiian. Typically a lot of Hawaiians either just don't go to college or they, um, they go to the mainland and never come back. So this scholarship, um, the contract was we would go um, and live in Hawaii and he would work as a pharmacist there for the equal amount of time that they basically paid for our schooling. So we were in Hawaii, we were on Oahu for a year and some while my husband did residency there. Wow. Um, so we were on Oahu and then he worked with the VA hospital there and then got a job with them, but was on the big island. So we moved to the big island. We were there for about three years. My son Soren was born while we were there. And then, yeah, during all of this COVID and everything, our son has had some health complications and we were not able to really find services for him there. So once our scholarship contract was up, we looked for an opportunity somewhere else that would have better health care for him. And we have now landed in Bend, Oregon. So we have been here since August. And oh my are, goodness, you just got there. <laughs> we wow. are embracing the cold. It snowed today. So. <laughs> Oh, what a big change. But my kids are loving it. It really is a lot of fun to experience everything kind of again for the first time for them. So they're adjusting really well and we're really enjoying being here now, kind of back on the mainland, closer to family. So man, what a big culture shock to go from Hawaii to Oregon. Wow. That is really cool. And by looking at your pictures, I think you were married in Oakland is that I was, right? yes. okay so, so I'm, we... from, I'm from the Bay Area originally. okay yeah. I'm originally from Reno so oh, no yeah. yeah we Very love cool. the Oakland temples where we were married we love that temple yeah so pretty so fun oh how fun okay well I want to hear all about this photography business how it got started like what's your story what what brought you into photography okay so I am one of those like kind of funny kids that like my dad always had a camera but sat and like did nothing with it (laughs) I was like oh let me check this out gadgets to touch things to adjust and I so I would like try to figure that out in reality I was like not doing anything with it I couldn't really figure that out but I had a little like point and shoot small camera and I just loved the idea of being able to capture something And I love to, like, (laughs) I kind of became the designated friend when people wanted, like, a cool new Facebook profile or a MySpace, (laughs) if that's going to age a MySpace profile picture. And um, anyways, like, I finally got my own little DSLR camera, but still even then was really, like, only using it in auto, not understanding any real function of my camera. Um, But when I was up in college, it was so fun to me to like go take little like roommate photo shoots with my roommates. I had a few friends who got engaged while I was in college and I did a few of their engagement sessions. And um, so I kind of like, I dabbled in it, but it was really just, I, it was a really fun outlet for me. I got my degree in something completely different. Um, my degrees in recreation therapy. I don't know if you've even heard of that or know what that is, but no, but I think it sounds amazing. Yeah. So it's basically just utilizing recreation as a form of therapy to help anyone with any type of special needs or impairments. Mm. So I took a lot of like camping classes and rock climbing classes and 
different kinds of rec classes. Um, but then when we moved back east for um, pharmacy school, um, I was working in my degree and stuff, but it still is just, I mean, the special needs population is so great, but I was struggling so hard to find like, I, no one knew what my degree was. <laughs> it was like this obscure thing. And I was like, this is, but I was just, I just did four years of this. Like, how do you not know what this is? And how it was really kind of only like, it's just kind of starting to catch traction and stuff. So it was really hard for me to find a degree that I could get paid what I was worth and enjoy what I was doing mm -hmm. um, versus just kind of feeling like I was a, like a babysitter. And so anyways, um, once my husband started his rotations for pharmacy school, that year of time, we moved every like six weeks to like three months. We moved all the time. And we had our daughter um, in Utah. That was the first spot that we landed. And I'm in a new state. I don't really know anyone. We were living with my family, but in the downstairs basement, mm -hmm. everyone was working. It was just me at home. And like, I was, I'm, I was, I wouldn't say I'm right now, but I was a big runner. I love stuff like rock climbing and outdoor activities, all these things, which was, I was totally doing that in the summer when we got there. But then like once my daughter was born, I mean, we crept into winter and I just felt really isolated and like uh, oh, all the yeah. things I used to do, I can't do anymore. Like I, what can it's I like You have to do? redefine yourself and it's really yes. hard and you have yes. a baby to worry about at yes. the same time. Yes. And my daughter was such a fussy baby. It was a really hard, it was like so, my first same way. Oh, so hard. It was so hard. And I just thought I, I need an outlet. I need something to be able to do. I can't run right now because my delivery, I was still recovering from my delivery. And I just thought, what is something that I can do? Because then also my husband and I had talked, it was like, it's not going to be possible for me to work in the next year either with us moving so often. I'm not going to be able to try to work the way I was working at least. Right. And I just had this thought, like, why don't you just try photography again? Like you have the stuff for it. Why don't you just actually try this? And, and I, it was literally just a little post I put out on Facebook, like, hi, I'm this new year's happening and I'm going to try something new for myself. And I'm going to, try doing photography more seriously. If that's something you would like from me, then like, please let me know. And I can think of the two first little sessions that I did where I charged like $40 and <laughs> took it out in the cold, cold of Utah, but they were so appreciative. And I just felt so honored that, you know, people would even at this point, like be happy to come to me for, to be able to take their pictures. And since then, I mean, I have moved my business from Utah to Idaho, to Seattle, to Hawaii, and now to Bend. So it has been kind of a crazy journey, but. Um, Think of all the landscapes. I mean, how <laughs> I exciting. I know. I'm just thinking, wow, if you're doing you outdoor know, pictures. We have lived in so like many beautiful places. We really oh. are so lucky. Yes, it is kind of the photographer's dream. <laughs> Wow, that is incredible. I love that. Okay, so tell me, I love 
you're not only a photographer, but you have these really beautiful posts on your blog that I love that I, that's how I kind of been blog stalking you a little bit, but <laughs> I'm glad someone looks at it. I love it. <laughs> so tell me why, why it is so important to you to take family photos and document these different seasons of, of life. Okay. So I honestly, we live in like such a time and age right now. Like you literally you have a camera in your hand all the time through your phone. Um, and I know perhaps maybe professional pictures aren't for everyone, but to me, even to be able to like look back through my camera roll a year ago, we were in a completely different place. Oh, for sure. My kids were in completely different stages and just like our, our lifestyle, our environment, everything was completely different a year ago. Especially like considering 2020 COVID. is what yes, it was, absolutely. right? Like everyone's absolutely. lives have changed this year. Yeah, absolutely. And as a mom, like, I just understand now how fast time truly passes, even though you can be in a moment where it feels like you will never get through. The child will never sleep, the whatever it is. <laughs> will never, never sleep pass. again. <laughs> yes. But even just thinking back to like my daughter, for instance, just at a few months old. And, you know, like I said, she was such a fussy baby and we had such a hard time getting sleep with her. But on the occasion that we got a smile out of her and it was captured on camera, to be able to like look back, like it just like melts away all of the hard. It's like, okay. Like, do you remember? Do you remember her being this little? Do you remember how soft her hair was? Do you remember how tiny her hands were? Um, and I, I mean, I look back at pictures too of like my son, for instance. My son now looks so different from how he did even as a baby at six months. His hair is a different color. His eyes have changed and he was so chunky. And he is like, a, he is so tall and lanky now. <laughs> like I'm like even never look at him and know that he was this chunky little baby but I just to be able to look back at those pictures it just means so much to me because it shows me the growth and the change and to be able to like have that for posterity and to be able to look back um you know life is just always progressing and tomorrow's never promised and I feel like pictures also you know I don't want to go morbid on it at all but you know, to think of grandparents that have passed or a sudden passing of a loved one that was unexpected and to be able to have those pictures of them is really honestly, like sometimes all you have left. And it would be really sad to me to think that if I was to pass, my kids don't, if my kids had no pictures of me, like how would they be able to remember my features or be able to remember what mom looked like or what she liked to do or where she was at this moment you know it really can just take you back to an exact memory I can look at pictures and I can think I know exactly where we took those and I can remember exactly how the features of my child at that time and what they were doing or that season of our life um and yeah I just don't think we always we're kind of always in this mentality of just go 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 and we have to be moving forward and we have to be, but to be able to just capture a moment in time and freeze it and to be able to, especially as a family photographer, I understand, right? Like to me, I want to be able to capture your kids. I want to be able to capture them accurately. Mm -hmm. If that means they're going to be playing with giant sticks and they're going to be running on rocks and they're going to be trying to play in water, like that is totally the season. 
like kids are not <laughs> not many kids are they're not stationary gonna, right <laughs> i go to a beach in hawaii for a family session and your kid's not going to want to get in the water mm -hmm. so it's just i like capturing the lifestyle and reality of how motherhood really is because it is a beautiful and stressful and super hard but wonderful thing um and to be able to just capture it often and capture it accurate in that moment to each family is like really special so I love that. So your little telling that that capturing them in those moments reminded me of a family picture that we have. One of my sons who is now 12, so he's not doing this anymore. But when he was like two and three, he would just have his hands in my hair like all day. He would just come next to me and just be twirling it. And just like he like some kids having a, a blankie or something. He yeah. was obsessed with my hair and it was, you know, kind of obnoxious at the time, but I would just let him do it because he loved it. And so in those family pictures, there he is like twirling my hair in the pictures. And we were just looking back at him last week and he's like, oh my gosh, mom, look, I'm touching your hair. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, isn't it perfect? You know, it totally captured who he was in that moment. And that, that was just his like thing that he did. Yeah. But it's so fun because that's not something that we ever really think about in day-to-day -day life no. with him anymore because no. years you know he's they definitely not sitting next to me as a 12 year old boy twirling my hair anymore so <laughs> anyway but I just I love how you said that I love capturing that in time and especially our loved ones it's my grandmother's birthday today and she passed away 10 years ago no. and but those pictures of her are just so precious to us I love those I I love the ones of her holding and snuggling my my kids that were babies at the time that don't remember her because then it's yeah. like oh look you did have this connection look how happy she was that you were in our family you know yeah. so anyway yeah. I love that Okay, so let's, um, you have that blog post that I really like that is all about important questions that we should ask our family photographer before hiring them, which I never really ever thought about asking before. So can you kind of take me, I mean, I think of that maybe more for a wedding photographer, you mm -hmm. know, because that is just like a whole that is a big crazy deal. thing, right? <laughs> um, but like, as far as a family photographer, can you kind of take me through that post that you wrote or any other sure. little things that you might want to add in there and kind of yes. get us thinking about these things? Yeah. So I, I wrote this obviously with the intention of, I like at least be, I think because I am a photographer, these are things I just naturally think of. Oh, of course. Like, okay, I need to be looking for this and this and this when I want to hire someone. Cause ob obviously my standard of what I expect is maybe a little higher than everyone else's, but I mean, I sometimes I just can't believe how many people just pick some rando and I'm like, okay, like, let, like, does this person have a website? Have they like, how long have they like been doing this? Is this just convenient for you? Like, and I understand absolutely people have budgets and, and people perhaps to like getting pictures like annually or however often, like everybody has like their timeline of how mm -hmm. often they like to get them done. And people typically do have a budget when they want to get them done. Um, so, but when I wrote it too, it was like, you know, it's not always just about the cost of a photographer because you want to have a good experience with them. And probably you would hope if you had a good experience with them, you want to return to them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yes, I wrote that post hoping that 
before you like just are ready to throw a bunch of money at someone that you make sure I asked like, okay, like kind of what are their qualifications? You don't have to ask a photographer, what are your qualifications? But I think it's totally valid to just sit or a web, their website will often say like how long they've been doing it or kind of, you can tell from their work too. Oh, it's so nice to be able to look at their work. That's huge. Cause what if you don't like how it comes back? No, you want to make sure you're picking someone that you like the way that they edit and that Mm -hmm. they. Editing is such a huge part of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And some other things like I threw out in there, I want to make sure like families know how I'm going to interact with their kids. Um, And that really honestly, like how I'm going to handle their kids at a session and that, there's very little that phases me that kids do. Um, so that, you know, like kind and of that's huge, especially if you have like a huge group with lots of like, I'm thinking like those extended family pictures, exactly, yes. tons of kids yes. that can really overwhelm some photographers. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I need like, to move to Texas. Embrace, there you go. Like, let's embrace the chaos. <laughs> Not, yeah, I've done, a, I've done a lot of fam- extended family and it is so fun. It's so fun too, to watch interactions of like a grandparent with their grandkids or aunt and uncles with nieces and nephews and cousins together. Um, that's all like just so fun. Maybe we need I, to have a family reunion in Bend. Maybe that's what we need to do. The river. That's the that's the place everyone goes. Yes. Um, and some other things too. I brought up like if you have like a strict deadline, like you're getting these pictures last minute, you know, like if you're like, oh gosh, I need my Christmas card, but I haven't booked a photographer yet, like you probably do want to ask because everyone else might be in the same boat as you. Like how long? Because some photographers take a good amount of time to get your stuff back because mm-hmm. they're really intricate about the editing process. Mm-hmm. Others others outsource their editing so they can get it back to you lickety split. Um, and then other things I put in there that I think is important, like do you, you expect your photographer to find the location or do you want to have to figure that out? Or especially outfits too. Outfits I feel like can almost be the most overwhelming part. What is everyone going to wear? And How's it all going to look together? Is it going to match with the location we have picked out? Um, I want my clients to know I, I'm basically there to do everything for them. And I will send all the help that they need and all of the advice that they need for them to be able to come and feel ready to do it. And then I, once we're there in person, I am 100% taking over and I will guide everything and make it run as smoothly as it can. So, so you mentioned outfits. Can I ask a, a quick, like, absolutely. is there outfits that like you just are absolutely not going to work or is there a way to work around everything? What do you think? Okay. I feel like if we were in the nineties, it was so matchy. I'm sure like what, <laughs> everyone wear your denim shirt Double or your denim. white shirt yes. in the pants. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody's got a family photo like that. And they're all laying on the ground on top of one another or something. Oh, for sure. Taking it JC pennies. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. We all but, had different colored lands and sweaters for one of our family pictures <laughs> with jeans or the oh, old yeah. baby with the and turtlenecks underneath. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, uh, and that, I mean, that was totally a style, but I feel like now we, to me, it is most aesthetically pleasing to not be matchy matchy. You want things to coordinate. So that's not putting everyone in khakis and a white shirt. That's putting, that's having 
like a color palette and having similar tones throughout. And I also actually love, I am not like a totally, if you go through my Instagram, you'll see that a lot of my clients come with a lot of patterns or textures and that doesn't scare me at all. As long as it's not, everybody's got a checkered shirt or everybody, you know, if it's just one or two individuals that has something like that, it is so cute. Um, I recently just did a session actually in the mountains in the snow with two little kids and their parents. And it was just, oh, I, I need, I haven't blogged it yet, but it is, their outfits were adorable. It, if you can just think of, there's just so many opportunities with accessories and these cute things of cute fuzzy bonnets now or cute little beanies and tights and um, fun hats and mittens and all this stuff it can all go well and not be too much um, but I would stay far away from like neon colors um, from anything with like big logos on it it's just really distracting to the eye and it can especially neon colors too I'm just thinking I it learned that throw off way. all of your tones <laughs> it throws off your tones and it can throw off your yeah your skin tones and I can just think of early on in my photography career in Hawaii with you oh, know everybody's so like oh we're taking pictures by the beach we're all gonna wear like these bright pink whatever's and we're all gonna or we're all gonna be in like linens and white and it you just you can totally start to blend into a background I have done plenty of pictures too where everyone's like oh we picked blue as our color and I'm like we're taking pictures at the ocean okay. <laughs> I learned that the wrong way with my <laughs> rash guard because I thought okay I'm gonna get him this bright blue because rat- oh. at the store it stood out yeah. and then we get to the pool and I'm like he's invisible I can't see him at all <laughs> this is a horrible idea yeah it'll be a bunch of floating heads <laughs> yep so those are my yeah definitely and I always say too I always say mom needs to pick her outfit first I think usually when moms are planning, they're probably the most stressed out. And it is most important for mom to feel comfortable in what she's wearing and to feel beautiful in it. And then to base all the other outfits off it. Because I don't honestly- I love that tip. Yes. I think husbands sometimes, hopefully, aren't as as opinionated as Mm -hmm. what they have to wear. And kids can honestly be bribed and (laughs) motivated with- with treats or whatever to just wear a little wear an outfit they don't typically wear for an hour or less oh for sure I know I feel like with the boys it can be pretty basic we can kind of figure them out but I I have had a couple of pictures where I was like okay let's just base it around this little girl's dress because I just love it it's always always a little baby's right outfit because you're like oh they're so cute but But I love the idea of the mom's outfit because you can always find a cute baby outfit right yes and you absolutely there will always be an endless amount so many more options for kids to just say oh we just need this one last thing for them than it is for you as a grown adult to suddenly have to find something that fits good that looks good and that you're comfortable in yeah so mom's first all the way oh goodness (laughs) this is great I am so due for family pictures we were due for them right about the time COVID hit we try to do it about every year uh-huh. And then we didn't because things were crazy. And then my daughter left on a mission. So she's not oh. even home for another year. So I'm like trying to gear ourselves up for next year when we do. I mean, but I still need to do some. Bend. 
yeah i still want to do like some things during this year because i don't want to like we're that's it she's not here we're not taking pictures ever again you know that's not like but (laughs) but i do want the one the next one that we get there's going to be such a dramatic difference from the last time we had it's probably going to be about three year difference which for us is a long time a lot has changed with our family in that amount of time so yeah i want to i want to do it right this time so (laughs) Okay, so let's. Was there anything else that you wanted to add on that? I think um, just questions the asked of that blog post too. And I, I mean, I don't know that everyone has this like impression when they go to a photographer, but I want all my clients to feel like I was the photographer for them, and that they booked with me because they felt connected to how I take pictures and my editing style and the experience that I'm going to offer them. If someone wants like really like I I need pictures of everyone standing close together and everyone looking and smiling at the camera for an hour that I'm not going to be the right person for them because that's absolutely not my style. I will guarantee you everybody looks at the camera for one to two good pictures and once I've gotten that I, I'm like okay we're moving on. We have caught that and now it's time to see how everyone interacts, how we all play together, how we have fun together. Um, so yeah I I I love that so it's not just stiff the whole time yeah which I know sometimes people are more run by the price of a photographer like this works within our budget but really if the way somebody photographs is really catches your eye and you feel like looking off their website or reading about them really like connects with you I think it's absolutely worth the investment and a lot of photographers too I offer this as well is payment plans I am more than fine to break up a payment it doesn't all have to be paid in one lump sum so that's really good to know because I don't know if anybody's ever really thought about that before yeah I think sometimes pricing of a photo they're like whoa you charge that much and obviously too, I don't know that everybody thinks about like everything that a photographer does. They think they I know. just so up and they take, take it and then they just take our listeners it. through because <laughs> being a podcast editor and doing graphics and all of these things, I totally understand the hours that go into the editing anything. Things. Yes. Yes. So tell me just time-wise kind of, and then maybe your process of what you do. Why is it that these pictures are so expensive as far as how much it's costing you and your time? Okay. So I, so I'm not, I think, yeah, when people look at like my pricing, they're like, you charge that much just for an hour. And it's like, let's, let's not look at the hour of which I'm just with your family. Let's think about everything that's going on beyond that. So initially when I'm getting emails from people, there can still be a lot of back and forth time of me just emailing back and forth, making sure I have a date available, making sure the pricing works, making sure, you know, like the time that they're looking for that all of that's available to them. Um, And that can, that can already take like several minutes for me to email back and forth with someone. And then from booking, it's sending over contracts. I always send over a family questionnaire that I need them to fill back with info about everybody so I can come prepared knowing people's names and their ages and interests that they have. Um, And then from there, I spend a lot of time checking out locations for clients that obviously I, I don't need, I don't want my clients to feel like they need to go find somewhere unless they come to me and they're like, this place was super meaningful to me. We would love Mm -hmm. to have our pictures done here. 
then I'm totally game for that. But if they're just like, we are fine with whatever, or they say we like, I've had clients too that, you know, Central Oregon has a lot of diverse uh, scenery. So we can head up to the mountains and we can have pine trees and like thick greenery and all of that. Or we can head kind of to the desert where you've got like a lot more kind of flat landscape and it's a lot more tall grass and kind of these like not cactus but just like lots of shrubs and bushes but desert kind of style I'm not a obviously I'm not a plant person (laughs) but then we have some other really cool places nearby that we have a spot not too far called Smith Rock that resembles a lot of like Zion's National Park and stuff like that super cool um And there's just a lot of hidden gems around. So someone could come to me and be like, I like this type of scenery, but I don't like this. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have a suggestion in mind? And if I don't off the top of my head, then I have to get in my car, typically with my kids, and I have to drive around and find something that fits what they're looking for. And that Mm -hmm. can take hours. That's gas. That is miles. And that is time that I could be spending doing other things. For sure. Um, So that and then... um, driving to a location, actually going and taking the pictures with them um, and that whole process. And then afterwards, um, there, yeah, there's photographers don't lie when they say there's hours that goes into like the post session process of just uploading all your images. I go through and I see what is good and what am I now gonna edit, editing all those images. And then I send them all over or send them all back to them. But my process as well, I have found, I used to just send over everything. And I actually kind of found that my clients weren't that appreciative of that. It's like, oh, I'm going to send you 120 pictures and you're just going to be like, great, thanks. And I'm not getting much feedback. Like I just sent you a lot of pictures and I edited every single one of them, like, or I never see them do anything with them or I never, you know, and I kind of just felt like, well, that stinks. I'm putting in all the time to do this, but it doesn't feel hundred percent worth it. So I, I have, I, each of my packages comes with a specific amount of images that they get. So then when I send it over, they can look through everything and they can pick exactly what their favorites are. And then if they love them so much, they have the option to purchase more pictures mm-hmm. and that is not wasted time for me. For sure. Yeah. It, 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 that is a huge support to me. Um, when, and I'm never offended if a client doesn't want to buy extra images, but I actually find that 90% of my clients always buy additional images. Um, so yeah. And then after that, it comes with, you know, like I want to make sure that I can use those images for future clients to be able to look through and see. So it's, it's blogging those things. It's updating my website. It's putting them on Pinterest, Facebook, all this stuff. So there's so much time. There's so much time. So time. Yeah. So where are some of the best places we can print pictures? Cause, and that's actually how I found you is cause you were talking about this when oh, the yes. whole thing went out about Costco, not doing the print shops anymore. <laughs> I and not that I was, I was super satisfied with Costco, but it was just easy. And I was at Costco, Costco. you know, and it was I love Costco and it was fine. Yeah. But it wasn't like, these are so amazing, you know, but anyway. 
I, okay, don't get me wrong because I'm not here to harp on Costco. My husband, I swear, is like Costco's number one supporter. And (laughs) one of the greatest perks to moving to Bend was that we literally have a Costco across the street from us. Oh, that is so convenient. In Hawaii, our closest Costco was an hour and a half. Oh, yikes. It was like a full day extravaganza to go all the way over there, making sure, like, you cannot forget anything when you make a Costco trip around those conditions like we're not going back <laughs> we're not going back for the ground beef and, so and we're loading up on everything because we're not coming Absolutely. back for a while yes so yeah Costco just came out and they said I maybe it's already happened but they said this month they're now discontinuing all their printing services I don't know why or the reasons for that but um I'm sure my mom will be so upset she loves using Costco printing but I think Costco's major thing is it's so convenient and they're probably the best of the one of retail stores right right and I agree with that for sure yeah which is why I was going there yeah (laughs) but if you are going to print your professional pictures from a retail store a hundred percent those printers are not they're not good printing quality um, I actually just, I just did a reel about this and I, yeah, have done a blog post about this where I took these adorable pictures of Auden. Uh, this was like a few years ago. So it's just her. I had like all the cutout hearts on the back of the wall. She was in this cute little outfit. I was like, oh, we're going to take these pictures. I'm going to print them. And then this can be like her little Valentine's card. We send out to all the family. Um, I take this adorable picture, edit it. She looked so cute. And then I went to Target to print them. And literally, (laughs) I mean, she kind of already had a little pink outfit on. Then there's red on the back and everything. It was like they had taken the saturation red slider and pulled it all the way up. Her face looked like she had a horrible sunburn. I was like, what is this? I just paid money for this. Like, I, so... That being said, please don't get your pictures printed from places like Walmart, Walgreens, uh, Target, any sort of people that don't specialize in printing pictures. Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the teenager that this is his first job. You don't want to put that kind of pressure on the boy to deliver you back the pictures that are going to hang on your wall now till the next year that you replace them. And I don't it's such a bummer too to think that you would have to pay twice or double because the first time you didn't print them well. Right. So I now strictly, I kind of feel like this is how it's going now too. I, I don't find too many like in-person printers. Um, there's not too many, at least where I live and where I've lived, I haven't found that very often, but there are so many good online mm-hmm. professional photo lab services. Um, my top three are Nation Labs Photo, We've, I, I have pictures all over my house from them. And it, as long as your photographer sends them in the good sizes that they should be, they will print and they will be beautiful. And you can blow them up gigantic and it will not compromise the quality of the picture at all. Um, MPIX, it's M-P-I-X. That's another really good one. I think we did our Christmas cards through them this year and their quality, everything was beautiful. And then Shutterfly, honestly. I know a lot of people do albums through Shutterfly yeah. and stuff. I've done photo gifts through them before and yes. they've been great. Yeah. Yes, and I think sometimes Shutterfly too, 
gets a bad rap, like, oh, they can be expensive. But those three places throw down discounts all the time. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're new to our site. Here's a 30% off your first time. Oh, this holiday is coming up. Here's a 50% off. Oh, you're trying to get the Christmas cards before this time frame. Book them or print with us by this day. And now they're, you know, now they're whatever percent off. I constantly find really good deals there and their prices are really comparable, I feel like to Costco. So, and then they ship super fast. It comes directly to your door. And, and you don't you even leave your house. It's so Absolutely nice. Not. Oh, yeah. Cause who wants to leave home anymore? We're so used to being here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are such good tips. Okay. I'm writing all those down so we can throw them in the show notes for anybody that wants yes. to go there. I'll find the links there. So, okay. There's also, I'm going to shift a little bit from pictures and I just want to go back to you and your family a little bit, because okay. I think that it's just neat to, to get to know you and the, some of the things that you've been through. So I know that you were sharing some, some of the struggles that you've been through with motherhood. And, um, you talked a little bit about your son's hearing struggles and this is a little bit dear to my heart. Cause that grandmother I was telling you that passed away 10 years ago that yeah. it's her birthday today. She woke up one day and was just deaf in one ear and couldn't hear. And so and she was like in her forties, like it was, oh, she wow. was pretty young, you know? And so I remember being, you know, we were all like, well, what do we do if all of a sudden she wakes up and she's deaf in the other ear, you know, yeah. what, how are we going to communicate with her? And so me and my sister and my cousin and my aunt, and I think even my mom a little bit started dabbling in sign language. And I even did a ton of it in college. I took interpreting classes, like and I loved learning about the deaf community. And so, and she went on to get a hearing dog and wrote a book about wow. her hearing dog. I mean, like it, so when I saw that you've had a son with some hearing struggles, I'm like, oh, this is just like close to my heart. So I would love if you don't mind just telling your story a little bit about that and how you found it, because I don't know that it's talked about a ton, but there are people that are really going through this and it's really hard. Yeah. So <laughs> I did not mention this. So Soren's birth story is crazy. Soren was born at home, unplanned. <gasps> oh my heavens. Oh my heavens. In our Hawaii house in the middle of the night <laughs> while my daughter's just sleeping across the hall. Um, so his birth, yes, he was born at home. My husband delivered him. Um, he came in less than 45 minutes. So I, we absolutely were, you know, everybody tells you like, oh, you need to try to wait till the hour mark of having consistent contractions that literally I was like, if we ever have more kids, the start of a contraction, we were headed to the hospital. <laughs> like that can never happen again. Um, but yes, he was born at home um, on our bed and it took a bit for paramedics and stuff to get to us as well as for, and then, okay, so it took a bit for them to get there to us. And then we traveled in an ambulance to the hospital. So he had been kind of without getting all his vitals done um, and all the other things. I don't even know all the stuff that they do, but that they would do right after a baby's born, right? Um, yeah, so their APGAR scores and all those different exactly. kinds of things. So right. he went a bit longer without getting any of that kind of stuff. Um, and it wasn't till like, this isn't even stuff that dawned to me because my daughter just passed with flying colors. Like they don't tell you that your child does pass the hearing test. They just only tell you if they don't. 
And so when we were getting ready to leave, they were like, well, he hasn't passed his hearing test yet. And I was like, oh, I, I don't even know you'd take a hearing test for my son. So we could not leave until he passed that. And then he wasn't passing it. So they said, okay, we're going to bring you back in like a week and see if maybe it's just, it's clogged up or, you know, whatever. So we came back a week later. Um, yeah. And it's like, I'm trying to even remember. It's like they put these tiny little earplugs in their ears and the earplugs have these wires attached that attach to this little monitor that recognizes um, like their eardrums or nerves inside the ear right. recognizing sound. And his left side always passed, right side never passed. And so from there, you know, I, I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't really like know what this means. Like, is my child deaf? He definitely seems to react to sounds like his sister's plenty loud. Um, so from there, and I, Hawaii is wonderful, but Hawaii's healthcare is not great. Hawaii is great in so many other aspects, but just to be like, the hospital I delivered at doesn't have a NICU. And um, just if, to like put things in perspective. So from there, um, we also felt like we were struggling to find like a really good pediatrician and stuff like that, that had any kind of experience with this. Um, and a lot of, just like I was talking about with my husband's scholarship, like there is a hundred percent a lack of healthcare workers in Hawaii. Um, and so then you kind of end up with these people that, not to say that all medical workers aren't great there, but it just felt like we just kind of kept finding these mediocre ones that just were kind of like, well, yes, it is what it is. And it's like, well, not being able to hear is like a big deal. Like, so at six weeks, we had to fly to another island where they had, where they could do more intensive studies and stuff uh I it was just crazy the things we had to do in order for that like that first test to work he's six weeks old and we were not he was not allowed to eat or sleep four hours prior to the test oh brother like literally and his test was at 7 a.m we are up in an airbnb at like three in the morning keeping our newborn awake wailing screaming like awful but then the idea there is you bring them in, then you feed them, they'll eat and instantly fall asleep. And then they stick all these things on them that then regulate and can kind of detect all of the, the sound waves and whatever. And from there, all we found out was just that he has hearing loss out of his right ear. He can't hear high pitch frequencies. There's certain letters that will be difficult for him to hear. Um, but there still is like they didn't even have they did not have the medical equipment or the testing to be able to even tell us like what caused this how severe is this any of that so that was basically all we had and we flew back and then from there we were I mean once you're diagnosed with something like that like you qualify for certain services um so we were involved in this one like nonprofit that provided for him, um, it would have provided like speech therapy, things like that. And kind of right about the time we finally got into all of this for services for him, COVID hit. So then we were not going to be able to see anyone in person. 
not going to be able to get additional testing done. And actually, the audiologist that we saw was on a different island and would come over every like four to six months. She was a geriatric specific audiologist, not even a pediatric. Oh my goodness. So Soren did not get a hearing aid till almost like seven months old. Um, and, and, and really all they told us as well is just, he will probably be, because of this, he will probably be delayed with motor skills and all that stuff, speech development, all of that. He'll probably be delayed about like four to six months. And that's been pretty accurate for Soren. Um, but we've also, I don't know if it's directly related to the hearing, but he's had a lot of oral motor issues as well. He puked so much as a baby. It was so hard to keep food down. And he had big food aversions when we started with solid foods. And we've always just I feel like we're finally coming out of it actually. And this has now been because we've been able to be going to occupational therapy regularly here. Um, but we would have huge choking scares and bad, bad stuff. So anyways, all of that, basically we had all these issues and kind of when it came time to just in the middle of COVID, our, our uh, scholarship was coming to an end. We just thought we cannot be here long-term. This will not work if we want our son to be able to succeed in life. Like yeah. we need to have better services and we need to be able to see doctors that are gonna, not that our doctors didn't care, but that are gonna, you know, like. They have a lot of experience yes. with this exact thing. Yes. Yeah. So we found my husband um, took a job transfer to Bend. And since we've been here, um, Soren has been, we've been really involved in uh, speech therapy, um, also occupational therapy, like I said, um, where they worked a lot on his eating and swallowing techniques and stuff like that. Um, so we are, we're teaching a lot of sign language in our house. He, though, I feel like we're really hopeful. We're right at kind of there's a lot of babbling out of him. There's not really words or anything, but we feel really hopeful that, you know, because it is only one ear as well, we've heard that it can, like the other ear can kind of compensate or it can kind of even itself out. And actually, so we have an appointment later today. We had a CT scan done last week where they took a picture of his inner ear. Um, and from there, hopefully we can see if there's damage inside of his ear. Um, anything like that, because there is options also for like surgery or um, I don't know if there's medication, but I've also heard of shots or other things. There will be, once we can finally figure out what it is and what the mm -hmm. cause of it is, then we can know like, okay, the, these are the steps we need to take. Because um, it's been a lot of just back and forth, us just trying to figure out, like, Ugh, figuring it out, is, where did it come from? How do we make this better? So, but honestly, Soren is, you, you would never even know by how wonderful and just, he's such a happy, well-tempered little guy. And just, he's wonderful and truly been, he is the best addition to our family. Um but we also just want to make sure that we get him everything that he needs so he can be, he can thrive in his little life and be able to go out and conquer and do what he wants. So 
Yeah, it's been a lot of juggling, trying to, it's been a lot of appointments, a lot of, yeah, back and forth with medical professionals. And we kind of feels like hopefully now we're getting to a point where we'll start to get answers and we can start to figure out what, what we need to do from here. So yeah, he's 19 months now and yeah, he's got his little hearing aid. I feel like we have a hearing aid missing like <laughs> four or five times a week. Uh, yeah, next next big business venture is a tracking device on a hearing aid. <laughs> that, there's Maybe more one of our listeners will be inspired to, to get that together. Yeah, there's nothing more terrifying than thinking this thousands of dollar little thing is inside your ear and you can rip this out and chuck it anywhere at any moment. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes. goodness. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Cause I know that that's kind of like close to the heart when it's stuff like that about your kids, but I just hope that you sharing that might help somebody that's listening that is either going through and it might not be hearing related, but maybe some other health struggle where you're just constantly searching. So I really appreciate that. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you have so many neat things to do with your kids and places to be, but I want to tell everybody where they can find you. Where can we, where can we find your blog and, and also find you for any photo tips or even a photographer if you're living in Bend, Oregon. So everything you can find of me is my first and last name, Bailey Makaimoku photo. And that's baileymakaimokuphoto.com or it's that on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah. And we'll and link that up in the show notes so that people can go straight over there. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Bailey, I've loved getting to know you. So fun. I'm super excited. I need to go find the outfits that I like so I know how to dress <laughs> everybody else. This is so great. Thank you. Okay, friends, if you love this podcast, share, 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 share. That's all I can beg and ask is go ahead and share this with a friend. If you are listening through your podcast app, make sure you head over and rate and review this podcast. That really helps us to be able to find more guests because they see that we're rated well. So that really helps us so much and love to hear your comments on there. If you have not been over to our website, helpingofhappiness.com, run over there and check out all the cool family recipes that we have. We've got travel tips. We have lots of home and family hacks, and it's also the house for our podcast archive. We'd love to have you visit us over there. And if you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, we have a weekly newsletter that is filled with new recipes and lots of different mom hacks. And we would love so much to be able to be in contact with you every week and give you so many free resources like our three weeks of dinner fun, our newest thing that's in our resource library, which you get a password for at our when you sign up for our newsletter, is our Louisiana recipes. So we've got a whole little section of Louisiana recipes that would be really fun for Mardi Gras coming up next week. So we've got beignets and a Cajun style sheet pan, a croissant French toast with blueberry sauce, so many yummy, yummy things. So make sure you sign up for that. It's just at helpingofhappiness.com. You can't miss it. It's also linked in our show notes. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being with us. We love having you so much. <laughs>